Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at OnboardNWA.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I am excited to be here today with Bert Hanna from Hanna's Candle Company. And uh, Bert is a lifelong resident of Fayetteville, and he has an amazing story to share about himself and, and, and how he got to where he is. And if you were ever looking for the type of person that could take both some yard debris or some candles or a water ski and show you how to do something amazing with each one of those things, Bert Hanna is your guy. And I think it's really interesting. I've I've heard some really amazing things about him and his story. And uh, I just asked Bert to come on the podcast just to kind of share um, his version of Northwest Arkansas with our audience. And so without further ado, Bert, it's great to have you on the podcast. We we really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. How are you doing today? Couldn't be better. Good, good. So Bert, um, 
lifelong resident of Fayetteville. Uh, I believe at one point in time, your your father was the mayor of Fayetteville. Um, how long was he mayor? He was mayor from 92 to 2000, so it was eight years. Okay. All right. Great. And, you know... You know, I, I, I've heard stories about your dad, and and I heard you even uh, provided a car for him while he was mayor, and you know he was able to do a lot of great things. And and this area has changed, I would imagine, as far as you're concerned. Yep, I yeah. can't. It sure has changed. Yeah. So what 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 has been your biggest uh, insight into you know why Northwest Arkansas has grown the way that it has, outside of the obvious stuff like Walmart and JB Hunt and Tyson? We we know all of that, but I mean you're 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 a uh, small business owner that has had some success and you have grown an organization but you've also been been a an, an eyewitness to the change that has taken place here in northwest arkansas um besides walmart tyson's jb hunt who is obvious i think the beauty natural beauty yeah. i think that um beaver lake has a lot to do with it i think northwest arkansas was poised to grow having a good water supply and uh, the University of Arkansas, of course, provides a lot of talent, gets people here. And uh, I, that's probably what I would say. And, you know, I don't know much different. I've lived in a few different parts of the country, but love Arkansas. I think that we uh, – land of opportunity. That's what it used to be on the license plate, which we should have again instead right. of natural state. It should yeah. be the land of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I, how, how long ago did they take that land of opportunity? Uh, you know, probably within the last 30 years. Okay, okay. All right. I did not know that. That's interesting. Uh-huh. I'll have to look into that. I, I like the idea of the natural state only from the simple fact that, you know, they actually have found diamonds in the ground, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's kind of when you look at that, just just the, the, the optics of finding diamonds in the ground, it just kind of shows you the potential and the opportunities that exist in this state and, and also primarily here in northwest Arkansas. But I heard a really interesting story about you, how, how you got started, uh, how you got started in your business, and you actually collected pine cones and needles and other things in your backyard and created potpourri. Uh, and was that just to do something to keep yourself busy or did you like logically say, you know what, I I see this and I think I can turn that into money and I think I could create something that people will want. What, what, how did that happen? Well, it really started with my ex-wife. She went and made some stuff out of the potpourri out of the yard back when it was really popular in their late eighties. Um, and she just made it as a craft project. Mm -hmm. And I, when I saw that, I said, let's try to sell it. And my first customers, Cheryl Willis at Collier's Drugstore right on Dixon Street. <laughs> Thankfully, she bought $18 worth of potpourri from me. And uh, we just started selling it in the business. My goal was only to make an extra $100 a month. I was a senior in college getting my degree in accounting. And uh, I didn't know anything about anything. So I went and bought Rit Dye at walmart i went to love box company and got oak wood chips and dyed them a color and those we put those in the potpourri and i went and bought fragrance oil from ozark natural foods when it was down on the square and came up with this potpourri that we sold and uh started out in march of 87 and by the end of 87 i sold one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for the potpourri that's a lot more than a hundred dollars a month and then the next year we sold eight hundred thousand dollars for the potpourri and uh mcelroy bank was good to me gary head was good to me one of my first bankers um you know you i, I quit college when my 
college professor. I was taking advanced accounting when Doris Cook asked me how I would consolidate two balance sheets. I'd been state, I'd been working all night, and I came in, hadn't done my homework, and she asked me how I would consolidate the balance sheet on these two businesses. If I'd have bought them, I said, if I'd have bought these two businesses, I'd have my accountant Steve do it. And that was Steve was the guy sitting next to me. And she got mad at me and called me to her office. And I just decided to quit going to college after that. Wow. I had nine hours left. I was on the honor roll, had a scholarship. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I quit college in March, and I'd sold. I was a millionaire two or three years later. She amazing. That's only happens in Arkansas. No, it happens in the United States. Yes, it does. The United does. States is a land of opportunity. It is. It definitely is the land of opportunity, and, and I agree with you 100%. I sometimes have arguments with people about, you know, these these, these bootstrap stories or self-made people. I mean, you obviously had support of, of people around you and family, but you, you decided to take your intuition and just put some hard work and marry the two together and make something happen. And you were actually able to do it, you know, in, in Still, while still in college, um, you, you think of people like Mark Zuckerberg and others that left school. Steve Jobs left school because he saw better opportunities on the horizon in the business climate uh, as opposed to waiting to, to matriculate and get a four-year degree. Now, there's nothing wrong with a four-year degree. Don't get me wrong. But I believe that if people have the gumption and the wherewithal and a vision and a goal to get something done, you know, they might as well not delay it. And I don't know if you agree with me on that. Well, sure. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, so I think that's great. But so, so when where did the when did the candles enter the equation? Was it that you wanted to um, add something else to your offerings, or that that people started asking you about candles? Oh, you know the thing about it is we potpourri has fragrance oil. Fragrance oil that made the potpourri smell good. The same thing happens with the candle. Is fragrance oil. Uh, makes candles smell good. And I was at a trade show. I had a customer that was, a, and I was already to three or four million dollars in sales. And we just were, on potpourri. Yeah, we we're making wow. a good living. Had a building, and you know, probably had eighty or ninety employees. And we, I was at a trade show at a Ben Franklin trade show, and I still remember one of the Ben Franklin customers of mine came up to me. His name was Adrian Taylor. He came up, and I still remember him saying, "Bert, you need to get in the candle business because Yankee Candle is not shipping complete." He said, "I placed my." Uh, Halloween order in April and they ship 40% complete in September. He goes, you should do it. So I went to the library, Fayetteville Library and got a book on candle making and I told my brother Thad, I said, hey, you watch the front office. I'm going to go in the back of the plant and learn how to make candles for a month or two. And then I went down to uh, a secondhand store called Once Was News owned by Judy Israel. Talk about Fayetteville and all these small people and how it all works together. But I went down to that Secondhand store, and I traded Judy seventy five dollars worth of potpourri for a wood for a stove, not a wood mm-hmm. stove, a gas stove, and that's what I made my first candles. And then I went to Walmart and bought some ball canning jars and and some wax. I went and bought ten pounds of canning wax and made my first candle samples and gave them to my brother Thad. He was going to the Dallas trade show, Dallas gift show for the summer, you know, like the July gift show. I said, "Here, take these and see if you can sell them." And after a day or two, he actually the first day of the show, he called me and goes, boy, you better learn how to make candles because I can sell them. <laughs> and that was the beginning of the candle business. So wow. that was 92. By 95, we had quit making potpourri pretty much altogether. Okay. Okay. And the candle business took off from there. I mean, I don't even see potpourri that much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's It seems to be a 
A thing of the past. A thing of the past, right? Uh-huh. But candles are are very front and center. So yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's really interesting. Uh, where, where do you see the candle market going now? In, in terms of its, I mean, it's. I mean, it, is it technically more advanced now as far as making candles? Outside of the fact that you create a lot of your own machinery and tools to to do what you do, but outside of that, fundamentally, has anything changed in the candle industry? Not that you would notice. Um, you know, candles candles are cleaner burning now. They don't put off the soot. They have more fragrance. They're safer. But that's all stuff the consumer wouldn't really notice. Yeah. I would say house fires are down because the uh, the candle makers have gotten smarter about certain things oh. and making candles like glue in the wick tab or having a longer shank on the wick tab keeps the the glass from getting hot. Uh, those are some of the things that have changed, but you, you, you wouldn't notice it. Okay. All right. Well, so it sounds like, you know, and, and I guess just to kind of give, give our audience a quick lesson in entrepreneurship, what would you say to, you know, maybe a stay-at-home mom that's listening to this podcast or somebody else that's thinking about getting something started? I mean, you, you seem to have had... I mean, what drove you to to do what you did with your ex-wife and and then, uh, again, to to go to the library and learn about candles? What do you you think really pushed you to do that and to go that extra, to that extra edge to to try to learn about the business? Well, I was embarrassed to tell anybody I was in business. Still am. Whenever I start a new business, I don't tell anybody because if it fails, I don't want them to know. But, you know, the number one secret to success, what is it? Hard work. Getting started. Getting started, right. Yeah, well, that's true, <laughs> and too. And I, so. I tell you, I get people call me all the time. they got the greatest idea in the world. They, everybody's got the greatest idea. The idea is the easy part. It's getting started and doing something about it's the hard part. Yeah, you know, I really appreciate that. And, and I think, I, honestly, that's why I did this podcast in the first place. I kept talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it, and people are either going to take it or they're, they're going to leave it. But one way or the other, it, they can. it will never exist if I don't get up and do it. Exactly. And, and so you're absolutely right. So getting started is, is hugely important. And I think the other point is, and we just had – this gentleman on on the podcast recently, but David Johnson from the Fayetteville Public Library. We've got one of the best resources, mm-hmm. period, as far as if you want to do studying and, and learn about businesses that have been successful um, us outside of Hannah's Candle Company. There are so many other successful businesses right here in Northwest Arkansas that you can learn from if you want to get something started. But the idea, like like Bert said, is that you have to start. And it's really important uh, for you to, to decide what you want to do and how you want to do it. So that's the that's the entrepreneur moment uh, for this episode here. So 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 tell me a little bit about uh, about your experience growing up here in Northwest Arkansas and and you know what what how you look at Northwest Arkansas today as far as the the changes that have taken place. I think I before we started recording, I told you I think the numbers are between and it depends on who you ask. Anywhere from thirty six to fifty people a day are moving. Moving here or relocating to this area, I mean, retirees move here. A lot of people have, are coming to Northwest Arkansas. What do you think is the attraction um, uh, to this area, and, and and what is in your mind is 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 making our Northwest Arkansas be such a, a a a good place to be? 
you know, I have, I don't know. I travel the world. I see the world, but you know, everything looks great for a week or two. I've been here forever. It still looks great to me. And the thing about Northwest Arkansas, and I don't know about other parts of the country, but there's just so much to see and do here. Yeah. I mean, Yellow Rocket over at Devil's Den. I didn't find that until a couple of years ago. Hawksbill Craig. I've only been there once or twice. Uh, White Rock. White Rock's always a great thing. You know, and I didn't see any of this stuff till I was over 40. Box, let's see, what is it? Box, uh, that valley, Boxley, Boxley Valley, beautiful. You okay. know, I didn't see that till I was over 40 years old. I lived yeah. here 40 years and didn't see that. Everybody should go there this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about It's the, called Lost Valley. Right, oh, Lost Boxley. Valley. Yeah, Lost Valley. Oh, my gosh. It, you know, in Beaver Lake, I, every time I go out there, you, you just find something new that I didn't see. I was at Lake Atlanta, Atlanta and Rogers the other day. Yeah, that's beautiful. There's just so much to do here. And, yeah. Uh, downtown Bentonville. It's just all – there's just so much to do. Now, I, that's what I think. There's just It's just never-ending, the opportunity of, to find something to do in northwest Arkansas. Yeah, and, and our goal, one of our goals with this podcast is to expose people to some of these different special areas. And you've mentioned several of them, including Devil's Den, which I've hiked with my family. And that's a lot of fun, even mm-hmm. for just an afternoon. Oh, yeah. To drive, it's like maybe – 20 minutes from here mm-hmm. to drive down there with the family and go hiking for a couple of hours. And you you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, but you're, you're only like 20 minutes from downtown mm-hmm. Fayetteville. Right. But it's absolutely gorgeous. And they actually filmed part of the True Detective right. down there. So right. there's that piece of it as well. Um, and I think, you know, you've got Pea Ridge. You've got some of the Civil War battle sites. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there there's a lot going on in this area. Do you, do you ever spend any time up by the Buffalo River? You know, I'm I'm an, I'm embarrassed or ashamed to say I've never floated to Buffalo. That's exactly what I'm talking about in Arkansas. Right. I've never even been on the Buffalo. And what's that? The Kings. I hadn't been on the Kings River. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you're a water guy. So 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 part of part of your lore and, and a little a little history lesson for for those listening is that uh, Bert's actually. Uh, would you consider yourself a world class uh, water skier? Oh, I wouldn't say so anymore. I wouldn't even say I was back then, but I tried. I worked at it harder than most, so I was able to get paid to water ski. So I got to work at a ski show in Germany. Okay. Worked at a ski show in California, Missouri, and Florida. And Um, in Florida, you were in Cypress Gardens. I worked for Cypress Gardens in Florida. I worked for Magic Mountain in California. I worked for Holiday Park in Germany. Uh, Worked at Lake of the Ozarks Water Ski Show in Missouri when I was a kid. So I got to see the world. That's awesome. Got paid to get water, that's get water awesome. ski. That's a deal. And every now and then you still get out there and do it, right? A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So if, getting old and fat. So, so, so if you ever, you ever see a guy water skiing on, on Beaver Lake with a candle in his hand, that's probably Bert. So uh, th- there you go. Um, so, so tell me, what, what, are, uh, what are some of the places that you like to go hang out and eat when you're, you know, when you're in town, when you're not traveling? I understand you're also are – you, are you a pilot or you just have some planes? No, I got – I'm a pilot. You're yeah. a pilot. Sure. Okay. Okay. What are you able to fly? Everywhere. Oh I mean, no, no, no. Like, because are, are, are you? Do you have certain designations, or can you fly on any any plane? Well, no. You're, I'm checked out. I've got a Cirrus SR22, so I can go. That's the kind of plane you get in and fly to Memphis in an hour, Nashville two hours, okay. East Coast in four hours. Okay. Okay. You know, like Raleigh, 
Durham, and that'd be four hours. New York City, seven hours. Oh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas is seven hours. That's a long. That's a pretty long haul. Yeah. Do you typically fly out of, out of Springdale or Fayetteville. Drake? Oh, Fayetteville. Fly out of Drake. Yeah. Fly out of Drake. Yeah. Tri-city. What was that like when it was a actual airport? Man, it's terrible <laughs> because it was fogged in about half the time. That's what I heard. People said it was a little treacherous Those landing old there. Three forty. So. You have to fly them to Dallas. All it did was go to Dallas. That you know that Northwest Arkansas regional airport's been a great thing for Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Thankful. Thanks to Alice Walton. I think she's one and got that going. Yeah, yeah. And I actually um, uh, talked to a couple of people that have uh, have done a lot of work with the airport, and they're excited at, at the way that it's growing. And every oh, day yeah. you look up, look there's the numbers. It's there's, crazy. There's some new opportunity. I think literally just today I read, and this is a, as of the day of this recording, that uh, American Airlines now has a nonstop flight from Northwest Arkansas to Philadelphia. Wow, that's news. So, so you can fly nonstop from XNA to Philly, Washington D.C., um, New York City, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, San Francisco, of course mm-hmm. Dallas, of course Houston, um, and Atlanta. But mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a lot of major areas, a lot of major cities are have nonstop flights here to to X and A. And yes, we can attribute some of that to the Walmart effect. But I mean, in general, people are coming here to either do business here or to relocate here. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. So where do you see the future of, of Northwest Arkansas? And you're still a young guy, though. So uh, I think, well, we're in a bubble with, in Northwest Arkansas, so I don't know. I, I think it's going to be good. I can still remember when we somebody predicted in 2000 that we'd be at a half a million or 400,000 by where we are today. And I think we've beat that. So it will continue growing. I, those guys that worked at on true detective i rented a building to him and they say that this reminds me of austin 25 years ago oh yeah right so and i've not even been to austin so i don't know but i think that's a compliment yeah no it it definitely is a compliment and i remember austin before the new airport and now i i I, i've experienced austin now but the biggest challenge i think austin has infrastructure wise is that their their roads are just can't support the number of people that are there i believe that you know and i mean just imagine just imagine if we didn't have the bobby hopper tunnel and we couldn't drive the way that we do from Northwest Arkansas. Terrible. Yeah, to, you, I, I don't. I never experienced it. Everybody, to every, Alma. everybody told me that it was it was the worst. It and, was, and, and, they, they, and they told me stories about how on game days it would be backed up for miles mm-hmm. with people coming from central Arkansas and, and elsewhere to come to games. Uh-huh. So it's, it's obviously changed a lot. And, um, uh, Philip Taldo had told me a little bit about that and, and how much things had changed. So, uh, I, I just think it's interesting to see that. And again, I, I'm just, I mean, you, you're, you're the expert cause you've been here for years and I, I'm, I'm just, I'm still the new kid on the block and, and I'm learning about that. But I just think that, you know, that there's some real tremendous opportunity here. And you mentioned a bubble, which, everybody's kind of wondering when this other shoe is going to drop from an economic standpoint. But as I was telling somebody earlier today, I think the bubble is always more pronounced in areas that are that are just a little bit more skew financially, right? Where where the cost of living is a little bit higher and the homes are that much more expensive. There's a lot further down to go than you would have in a place like Northwest Arkansas where we haven't we just haven't experienced those inflated price prices in homes and in other areas like like we have in other parts of the country. You so. know more about that than me. I'm sure when you lived in Boston the cost of Oh, a- listen. When I when I I, I always joke and and I'm kind of it's t- 
tongue in cheek, but I always said when I came to Northwest Arkansas, I was like, I'll take two of those. <laughs> Looking at houses, I'm like, I'll take two, <laughs> yeah. uh, just because it was just so much more affordable. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and even still now to this day, um, I talk to a lot of locals, though, that are from here. They're like, man, things are getting really expensive. But you, you talk to people that are not from here, and they come here, and they're like, they're like a kid in the it's candy store. cheap. Yeah, it's inexpensive. We are lucky. So. Yeah, we're very fortunate uh, to be here and, and to be able to experience this. So, 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 what's next for, for for Hannah's Candles? I mean, what are you guys what are you guys planning to do in the future? Have you have you thought about that? I mean, I know there's a lot of competition out there with a lot of other candle makers. I mean, I don't know how you compete with China, but I mean, the the, the nice thing is that you are a made in the USA organization. So, with China is becoming less and less of a factor. Because their cost of labor has gone up tenfold in the last 16 or 18 years. Okay. So I know what China quotes prices at because I'll have them quote jobs for me instead of us doing it and see if we can buy it from them and resell it. We're actually about the same price as China now. Okay. Okay. In, in a lot of the things that we do. Right, right. And it's just easier because it's right here. Yeah, and it's, it's just a challenge staying in business. Long term, the challenge is going to be keeping employees that will work in a factory setting. So our long term goal is we're moving to a new factory and we're going to make it a lot nicer than anything we've had before. Okay. And it's going to be here in Fayetteville? Yes, yeah, so I bought okay. the old standard register plant, which is north of the old Fayetteville Airport. Oh, so nice. Okay. Got rail, we'll have rail spur there. That will give us some cost savings. Um, and it's a, it's a smaller factory, but I'm trying to be as efficient as the Europeans are. Right. And I've how- gone over and looked at some European factories, and that's my long-term goal is to get our energy costs down to there and get our our footprint half the size it is now. We waste a lot of time walking around in this big factory. Yeah, this is this place is I got lost finding this place. Yeah, I mean it's, it's huge. too big. It's, it's fifteen huge. acres under roof. Yeah, it's huge. So what's gonna happen to this building? Yeah, I sold it. It is sold back in two thousand twelve and we're leasing it back. So we'll be out of here within the next three years. Okay. Okay. So that's the next step for you guys and uh just a smaller footprint. How many people are employed at Hannah's Campus? Oh probably about a hundred. Okay. All right. So wow, that's amazing. So when you are not making candles and traveling around the country and figuring out uh, the cost of things and the cost <laughs> of doing business. What, you know, where, where do you go for a good meal here in Fayetteville? Oh, um, have you been to Louise's and Bentonville is my favorite. Now. Okay. That's up right at the airport. So you can fly to fly to eat there. I like that one. Louise's it's something it's, I think the Waltons did it, but it's like real hot. It's really nice. Louise's let's see, where else did we eat lately? I don't, I don't know. Besides that, that's I heard Wright's Barbecue and Johnson. That's the next place I'm gonna go. Have you heard of that? What you haven't been to Wright's? No, I heard yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, Jordan, Jordan Wright has been on the podcast. Okay, I drove by it yesterday. Holy cow! Their burnt ends and their brisket are off the chart. And I don't even eat pork or red meat, but I, I just, you know, I, I, I just, I eat their chicken and I eat their turkey. And they've had sa- they've made salmon, which is amazing. But they're Everyone that I've talked to has said their brisket is is as good, if not better, than Franklin's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, in uh, in uh, Austin, where Franklin's Barbecue—that's the barbecue place that um, that kind of hit the hit that came into popularity a few years ago. And now you've got to get there by three a.m. in the morning. Wow! To just get online. But if you go, they they Wright's Barbecue opens at eleven a.m. If you drive up there around ten fifteen ten thirty, there are people waiting online to get in there. 
So it's that good. It's that good. I won't be waiting. I won't be eating there then because yeah. I would hate to wait that long. Well, I mean, you, you, that's you, like there, biscuit love in yeah. Nashville. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. That's crazy. I have. Who it goes is, and waits two hours to eat Well, breakfast? yeah, and I, and I don't know that you would have to always do that, but people that come in for the lunch rush, that's uh-huh. the problem. But if you run in there at two o'clock, you're fine. But their, their, their barbecue is, is, uh, better than advertised. So I would highly recommend that you check it out. And if you mention that you heard about them on the podcast, you get a free drink. So there's All that right. as well. So got that going for me. Yes. <laughs> you got that going for you. So, uh, anything else that you'd like to share about about your your uh, your thoughts of of Fayetteville and specifically, or, or just Northwest Ar- Arkansas in general? Have you uh, been yeah. up to Crystal Bridges to the oh, museum? Oh, sure. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. What do you what do you you know What do you think about what they're doing up there with um, you know They're building that um, uh, momentary, which is going to be. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. So that's an extension to Crystal Bridges, which is going to be right up there on 8th Street, right by the 8th Street Market there in Bentonville. And the momentary is going to be more of a, a, a more involved museum-type location where they will, have, they will put on more events. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's going to be coupled with the brand-new Walmart headquarters, which is going to be right in that same corridor there. So I just think I'm, I'm pretty impressed with what Bentonville is doing. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they have uh, they've quite figured – they have definitely figured out how to get things going. So That square is something else. It is. It is. And, and like I said, and I've told other people before, if you get a chance, check out the um, Sam Walton uh, Museum up there, which is the oh, Walmart sure. Museum, and, and learn about him. And, and I don't, Did you ever get a chance to meet him? No, I didn't. Really? No, I'd like to, but okay. it's too late. Yeah, no, it's definitely too late. I I'm, was talking I'm, with um, met Jim, and he's a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Got to go hunting with him once. Okay, okay. Well, can you imagine that walking around with a shotgun next to the, one of the top ten richest people in the world. In the world, I was scared I was going to shoot his dog. Oh my god, that'd be terrible. That would be terrible. never live that down. That would be terrible. Shoot, so. shoot a man's dog. I'd be. Oh mad. man, that is rough. And and I know that Sam loved dogs too. So you know, if you go in there and see his uh, his old office, which is preserved the way that it was before he died. I mean, it's he had a section there for his dog to sit down and all that other stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's really interesting, but but yeah, I mean it it, it is it, 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 there is something to be said for entrepreneurship in this part of the country. That type of ingenuity and and stick to itiveness and wherewithal that we've seen exhibited on large scales, but even at the at the mid level and at the smaller scale from businesses. I mean, you're not the only really successful person that has grown here not even close but 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 there are so what i was not aware of when i moved here was that how many companies there are and individuals like yourself that are here that are really successful that haven't pulled up stakes and gone some to some other fancy location just to do that but they've stayed here and remained faithful and true to this area yeah and i don't know i think that it's that way everywhere I think in America, you can go to Winter Haven, Florida, or you can go to Prairie Grove, Arkansas, and find the same. Well, Prairie Grove's too close to that's still northwest Arkansas, but surely every town has this exact same thing. I meet people everywhere, and the thing that fascinates me about America is you don't have to be the smartest guy in the world to figure out a way, the smartest person in the world to figure out a way to make a good living in the United States. I mean, right. I meet people that start sawmills or machine shops or whatever and they just turn them into huge businesses everywhere yeah and we're just lucky to be american yeah i think i think the the biggest concern nowadays is more so um 
artificial intelligence and when the robots take over and all that other stuff. I, I tend not to worry about that kind of thing, but I know people do talk about that. But you're absolutely right. I think there is there's always going to be an opportunity for someone that works hard and comes up with robots a good idea. Robots will be great, huh? Robots are going to increase. I think robots w- think I think robots will be good. They um, will. You know, they will they will help us out considerably. Well, so. it's the same with the uh, switchboard operator. You know, in 1902 or whatever, <laughs> AT&T or Bell was saying, we're going to have need more switchboard operators than there are people in the world in 20 years. And it's true. So they came up with a way of fixing that. That's what happens with, uh, with uh, any kind of artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's just going to make our life better. Yeah. You know, your and I's life now is better than a king's was 200 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Got TV, got air conditioning, got running water, got a bathroom, got a hot shower. Well, listen, I've done some studying, and uh, what I've found is that there are robots now that can can do a certain operation procedure that a doctor has a much higher rate of error. Absolutely. And robots can, and specifically around the knees and the hip joint, like putting the hip joint sockets together, they have taught robots how to do that with a degree of accuracy and precision that human beings actually can't even replicate. Right. So, I mean, and so people are benefiting from that. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. I I agree with you 100%. So, well, man, thank you so much, Bert, for for agreeing to meet with us. And um, this this is a really, uh, a really good episode for anyone that needs a little bit of inspiration that's kind of sitting on their butt with a great idea and, you know, needs to think about getting it done, stop thinking about it and just go out and do it. And if anyone could be a great example of, of what you could, what you can accomplish by just putting a little ingenuity behind an idea and just working hard, it's Bert Hanna and at Hanna's Candles. And so Bert, we really appreciate you coming on the episode uh, and, and spending a little bit of time with us. And uh, we hope to connect with you in the future to stay stay uh, abreast of all of your exploits. And, and certainly we hope that your business continues to, to, to prosper and grow. So thank you so much for having us. You bet. Thank you. We appreciate it. If anybody wants to reach out to you in any way, what's the easiest way for them to connect with with you email or bert.hannah at hannahscandles.com okay you got it bert.hannah at hannahscandles.com and i will put that in the show notes uh and you can check that out at i am northwest arkansas and um so thanks so much for having me sure thing appreciate it uh folks there you have it another episode of i am northwest arkansas i'm your host randy wilburn and i really appreciate you I'd, i'd love for you to do three things for me one I'd love for you to share this episode or any of our episodes with a friend and let them know about the podcast. I'd like you to check out our Facebook page at I Am Northwest Arkansas on Facebook. And I'd also love for you to either join our email list or just reach out to us and drop us a line and let us know what you think about the podcast. Uh, talk to talk to us about any of the episodes that you've heard and maybe even share with us maybe a preferred episode that you'd like to hear about an individual or an organization here in Northwest Arkansas that you'd like to learn more about. Just let us know and, and you never know. It may end up becoming a future episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. So we certainly are appreciate you. We wouldn't be anywhere without you, our listening audience. And so I really thank you so much from the bottom of my heart uh, for you just taking time out of your day to enjoy this episode. So we will catch up with you next week. We will be here. Remember, our podcast drops at 12 noon on Mondays. So we will see you next week. Thanks and have a great day. hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. 
check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.